only been two weeks since we've last recorded, but it feels like a lifetime. Are you okay? I got a text from my brother. He said, shh. Oh, wow. He, we're recording a podcast. He's welcome to be a guest if he would like to be. I don't know who his favorite is, Adam or Andy. But I don't know, actually. <laughs> we should ask. We should. Have him come on the show and make a choice. It's like, you know, it's a, it's, I don't want to call it Sophie's choice because that seems like a bad comparison. Let's not. Let's not bring that movie into this. It's really hard to choose, though. Uh, I don't. Think I'm of glad. Adam, like, of course, Adam. But then every time I think of Andy, I'm like, no, no, no. I. That's the beautiful thing, Sarah, is we don't have to choose. Okay. So let's not. Right. Right. I agree. Like, let's never. Let's never ask ourselves or the audience to choose. I think the beautiful thing is that we can celebrate both of these gentlemen equally. And thank God for them, you know, uh, they have, they have helped me through this quarantine, I have to say. Yeah, this has been like one of the best parts of this year, I think like top three mm-hmm. this year. And here we are this uh, at the time of this recording. So we're record- we usually record on the Thursday before the show comes out. But last week, we decided to take a week off. It's really my fault. Sarah was ready to go. And I was just like, I well, need to do nothing week for a Christmas week. week. Yes. So we didn't want to release the episode like right before Christmas. And mm-hmm. we also didn't want, and I just didn't want to fucking do anything. So we didn't. Plus Thursday fell on Christmas Eve. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really well, that. also, but the week before also we would have recorded and then released it last week. So we like, That's we're true. like off a week. So listeners, I'm sorry. Usually you would have gotten an episode last week. But it was Christmas. It was, it was, I felt like I decided to do nothing. I decided it's okay to give in to my uh, pandemic uh, uh, laziness and mm-hmm. uh, just general feelings of depression. And just, uh, I played VR, I played video games. I read my comic books. I, I did not, I watched The Mandalorian season one again mm-hmm. while I was wrapping gifts. And I did not, uh, we did not podcast. But um, I'm glad that we're back. Because I love this movie. It is the last week of 2020. It, on thir- on thir- Friday? Thursday? Friday? Friday. Friday, Wait, it'll be... Thursday right. is the last day. So yeah. we're actually recording this like two days before this is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we are gladly almost saying Christmas, goodbye. Not Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. New Year's Eve. Almost. That's right. Which before. most of us will be in our homes, I hope. Yeah. And if you're going out... And you're not living in Australia or New Zealand. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Let's go to Dick Clark's rock, rock, rock and Eve. Dick Clark is I know, deceased. I know, I know. I'm joking. But it's, is it Ryan Seacrest? Like that's what Chris and I were trying to determine. Like because we're gonna obviously be at home celebrating. Um, oh, yeah. uh, we might boil a crab, not live crabs. I don't. I'm look. I know I've said on the show that I'm vegan. I don't eat meat except for sea creatures. I don't know why I feel okay eating sea creatures. So I, I'm sorry, uh, but I do eat sea creatures from time to time. And we're thinking about boiling crab. But I told Chris under no circumstances is he to bring live animals into this house because I cannot live with it. So they have they will be frozen. I don't know well, where they- I was going with this. <laughs> what? You know, you boil them. I mean, usually we would be in Virginia and his stepmother boils 
shrimp and crab for New Year's. So I was I like, would it make you feel better if we did that? You I know? don't like things that are in the shape of their their things, their bodies. Like you don't like so you don't like cracking open the exoskeleton to get at the flesh inside. <laughs> I have never been presented with an exoskeleton. Um, so you've never eaten crab or lobster. I've eaten crab cakes and like crab okay. in stuff and lobster in stuff, but but no, you've never like it's kind it. of like I don't want a whole pig or a whole cow or a whole oh, well, chi- God, chicken no. in front. But I'm oh, saying it for me, it's the no. same thing. Like a whole crab is like the same thing as like one it. of those things. I don't understand it myself. Like I don't want to eat any kind of. I don't want meat. I don't want the flesh of an animal. But for some reason, I will still eat sea creatures, and I don't know why. Um, but we were going to be at home, perhaps. Eating, perhaps breaking into an exoskeleton, maybe. Um, but also, we were like, so what is the New Year's Eve like programming going to be like? Is it going to be like Ryan Seacrest in a bunker, like <laughs> counting down? I don't know. Like we'll have to see what it's going to be like, right? Yeah, that'd be a great name for it, Ryan Seacrest in a a a, <laughs> a, a, a bunker Eve. But Ryan Seacrest rocking New bu- Year's bu- bu- bunker. bunker bunker Eve. <laughs> uh so welcome to the adam and andy podcast uh i'm one of your hosts nicole i'm your other host sarah and this is a podcast where we celebrate the goddamn beauty of adam driver and andy sandberg because quarantine this pandemic is fucking bullshit and we have this the doing this has brought us joy so if it also brings you joy welcome to the show um this week we will, is an Adam week, so we'll be watching The Force Awakens. And I just got t- tiny little shudders all through my body just Ooh. when I, as Ooh. I said those words. Ooh. Oh, fan me. Um, <laughs> sh- before we get into this movie, would you like some Adam and Andy news? There's quite a lot, actually. Oh, since wow. We, okay, sure. Since it's been like a couple of weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Uh, all right. So who do you want to, who, who would you like me to hit you with first, Adam or Andy? Andy. Okay, so number one, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has started shooting. Uh, so p- set pics, selfies have appeared. Everyone's wearing masks, uh, but they have started uh, shooting the latest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. So that has happened. And uh, second piece of news: um, John Mulaney, uh, sidebar, who is in rehab. Uh, but before he went to rehab, uh, and we wish you luck, John Mulaney. Uh, hope you're you have a speedy. Uh, recovery or a good recovery or mm-hmm. a, I don't know speedy's not good for that thing right no yeah, so speedy's yeah. not good for addiction well, hope you have a yeah. safe happy, safe um peaceful recovery peaceful yeah yeah uh anyway John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are uh are have been cast as the in the live action slash animation so there's live action and animation uh chip and dale's rescue rangers reboot that is going to be on disney plus i'm sorry you made a face <laughs> they're rebooting chip and dale's rescue rangers john mulaney and andy samberg doing the voices of chip and dale they will not be in raccoon uh, not raccoon they will not be in chipmunk suits uh they will just be i maybe it's going to be something like the chipmunks where there's like animation and it, animated chipmunks and live action i don't know but it says animation with live action and they will be doing the voices of chip and dale your thoughts wow something I we probably won't be watching on this show I'm a fan of chip and dale oh you're not i don't really know them that well um 
I, I wouldn't be able to pick them out of a crowd. I don't know. Like Alvin and the Chipmunks, Simon, Theodore, Chip, Dale. Like they're all Chipmunks to me. Well, let's see. I think Chip and Dale is Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm. And Alvin and the Chipmunks are kind of their own thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they're all Chipmunks. Uh, but Chip and Dale, wasn't that like something with like Daffy Duck? Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. And then they got um, their own show. You know, I, I never saw a Ch- Chippendale show. I remember seeing them at Disney World, like mm. the co- they wore like, costumes. It was a bit like Miami Vice, right? They were wearing like, you know, like Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like fedoras, right? Oh, it yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. And I think I was just like, what kind of a name, what kind of names are Chip and Dale? And then I met actual Chips and Dales and their real names. And then you went to the actual Chippendales. What? Yeah. What, what came first? Uh, the name Chip and Dale, probably the names. Uh, I think the cartoons, probably. I don't know the history behind famous uh, male strip club Chippendales. Uh, if you do know, it's tweet at us. It's though. It's Chippendales. Chip I know yeah. I'm putting a space yeah. there that doesn't belong there. Uh, if you know the history behind the uh, male strip club Chippendales, tweet at us at AdamandyPod. When did Chippendales open their doors? Please tell us because we, we, ha- we, we can't use Google. We don't know how. Apparently not. Um, so Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, I, I my sister loved that show. That was oh. her. That was her after school like go to. I don't know if she'll be watching it now. <laughs> well, well uh, her, but kids. her maybe. Kids might. I mean, that my kids. You know, they need stuff on Disney Plus. We need stuff because we're oh, stuck in the, the way, house all the time. We just got Disney Plus. <gasps> Are you watching The Mandalorian yet? My family is. Oh, I am so not. It's so good though. Okay. Um, but you I were able to watch two. this on Disney Plus, I guess. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian and it just was like, eh. Like, mm, I can't I get it. invested because I can't see his face and like, I just... If I don't see someone's face, I can't. I can't care about them as a character. Oh, I character. care about. I care deeply about Din, deeply. Um, I think his. I think the helmet work, the helmet tilting work mm. in that show is. Is it uh, the like excellent? You, like it's kind of like you. You can't ha- have him. That's kind of the. The allure is like you don't know what he looks like, and it's like, what does he look like? He, spoilers for the Mandalorian. He does take off his helmet occasionally. In certain situations. Uh, in certain situations? What yeah. Kind of situations? Well, you'll have to watch the show. Okay. I fe- I actually feel like one of the most incredible things about that show is how they've made me able to care about someone whose face I never see. Hmm. Um, so that's a testament to the physical acting that is going on since I can't see the actor's eyes, which ordinarily is the way that you connect with them. All right. So that's all the Andy news that I have. Um, so the Adam news. Um, actually, let me pull up my I had a little thing here that I wanted to grab from Twitter. I've, I've started bookmarking all my Adam and Andy news so that when we do the <laughs> show, I can uh, dive right in with my with my thoughts. Okay, so uh, f- 
Uh, Noah Bombeck's upcoming. So some more information about Noah, the Noah Bombeck film. Noah Bombeck's upcoming Netflix project is reportedly a family drama that tells the story of four siblings named Fritz, Debbie, Megan, and Walker, each facing their own problems. Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver attached to star. The film is set to start shooting in February 2021. So that's a little bit more detail about. What about 65? Is 65 going to be done? Uh, I guess so. It uh, looks like he's just hopping. He's set hopping. Wow. Hopping with, Sounds but intense. of course, just because it starts in February doesn't mean he needs to be on set in February. You know, it kind of depends where they yeah. start. Who they if start I was with. as rich and famous as Adam Driver to be like, I'm taking three, three months off every three months. I don't think this guy sleeps. He was working right. on his birthday, Sarah. Yeah. This guy is like, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna act the shit out of this life. He l- l- likes it that way. So yeah, so he'll this is gonna be shooting February 2021. Um, and then uh, other piece of news here, actually a lot of news, but I'm just gonna go with these two items. Uh, Variety recently named Adam uh, one of the most of their uh, Var- Variety 500, which is the 500 most important people in global media for 2020. Okay. What what did he rank? I I don't oh shit I don't know hang on <laughs> I don't know I I guess I didn't think to check Number the ranking 28. I was just like uh I didn't think to check the ranking uh but I do know that um it is pretty amazing considering that he uh did not officially release a movie this year uh however he does continue to work a lot with his did um, he not what about no no. Marriage Story was 2019, I guess. 2019, yeah. Okay. Um, But he does work a lot with his uh, veterans organization. They do a lot of uh, stuff. uh, So that might have been part of it. Let's see. Where is that news item? Sorry, I'm just, I've got to scroll through the many fix that I have also bookmarked. All the fix that I'm bookmarking that I'm definitely going to read at some point. Oh, also, apparently, Annette, you've heard about Annette, right? No. Annette is the movie that he shot that was supposed to be released this year, but was not because oh. of the pandemic. Because um. they wanted to release in theaters. Annette is a um, movie starring Adam and uh, Marie Co- Maria Cotillard. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a musical. And he is playing a stand-up comedian. Yes. Uh, it has been rated R, apparently. Ooh. Okay. I so, need directors. Sexual, sexual content and nudity. Mm. So let's mm. cross those fingers. Let's hope it's his his new, 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 new nudity. And and not who? Marianne <laughs> Cotillard's? What? Well, I mean, not I unnecessarily. I mean, she's a yeah. beautiful woman. But yeah. let's, as we sit here, just flagrantly talking about his body we're just like but don't objectify i know exactly yeah don't objectify the actress exactly um, it's hi- don't you dare hypocrite critical yes um yes we we freely admit it so what was i gonna say not hmm. find this article you go ahead what were you going to say sarah that's the question you know my brain is starting to break down 
Um, and not because of the pandemic, but because I don't know, I'm too young for it to be an age related thing, but sometimes what I'm about to say just flies out of my brain. Oh no. Just disappears. Well, I'll have to look at, um, oh, oi. Uh, yeah, Sarah's going to take me a while to dig up exactly what number he is. Um, but, oh, wait, somebody did bookmark it. Hang on. I don't know that they ranked people. Oh. You know, that would make he's sense. Just of because... 500. He's 500 people. He's in the okay. 500. Oh, wait. He's like 200 and something. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad considering yeah. he didn't release anything this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just, you know, people talking are th- about stuff he's about, about to him. do. They're thinking about him. He's on their minds and he's yes. on all of our minds. Uh, oh, anyway. All right. Uh, shall we talk about this movie? Shall we get into the meat of this episode? Which is awakens a false awakens um it has did it awaken in you yes Ooh, i'm so excited about that um now if this is your first time listening to the show or encountering me in any way uh just to let you know i'm a huge star wars fan uh i think it would be an understatement to say that i'm a star wars fan is understating my relationship with star wars she's a star Um, wars stan I'm a stan. I stan Star Wars. Um, And just so we're clear, I also love the sequel trilogy. I love it. Um, I, I, it was, uh, if especially, so when this film came out, let's talk a little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit about, first of all, like, what did you think when you first heard that Adam had been cast in Star Wars? What did you think about when they were putting out a new Star Wars? Because of course we had not seen a new Star Wars film when this came out since the 1990s. So, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, or sorry, early 2000s. Early I think 2000s. 2005 or something. Yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. That was the last one. Uh, Sarah, what, what, what were your thoughts when you heard, oh, they're making a new Star Wars movie? I was really excited because I heard it was um, directed by J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams, and mm-hmm. I knew he did very good work. And then yep. I heard who was cast, and... Adam Driver was the only one that I knew, and I knew him from Girls. That's true. Lots and, of unknowns at the time, I think. Yeah. And um, I was really excited, and I was like, ooh, he's playing a villain. Of course he's playing a, 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 a villain. And They were um, very cagey about it, though. They weren't like, they didn't want to tell you anything, really. Like, it was kind of hard to know what, it wasn't until the trailer came out, and we saw him with the red lightsaber, I think, that we knew that he was at least... On okay, the dark side. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back because uh, actually I didn't hear about it until I saw the tra- trailer. Like the tra- trailer was okay. the first thing that I saw, okay. and when I watched this film today, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I was seeing the trailer in my head again. I was like, that trailer was the shit. It like, was the, the shit. Was I actually so watched it good. after I watched this movie. I watched the trailer because I was like, I need the experience of watching yes. the trailer again. Yes, the trailer yeah. was so good. It was very good, yeah. They picked like the perfect lines, the perfect mo 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 moments to just really excite you, but kept the big reveals mm-hmm. out of the trailer, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So, uh, 
2015, by the way. 2015, that's right. So this movie came out five years ago. I actually took my five-year-old daughter to see it after I had seen it a couple times, of course, because don't ever take your children to the movies the first time you see something because you'll never see the fucking movie. Uh, Remember theaters? Anyway, um, remember those? Um, So I'm as a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I I thought we were never going to get Star Wars again. And I certainly didn't think we were going to get any Star Wars with Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford. Didn't think that was ever going to happen again. So needless to say, the moment I heard that this movie was coming, I could think of nothing else for like the three years that it took for them to make this. I, I wandered the earth. <laughs> um. And they were very tight lipped about the entire thing. Like they weren't going to, they didn't tell us like what was go- how much the, uh, they, we knew that the original, uh, the OT or the original trilogy actors, we knew that they would be in the film. Um, and then we had heard that Daisy Ridley had been cast. And now I did know about, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Who played Gwen Phasma or uh, uh, Captain Phasma. Game of Thrones? Or maybe her name's Gwendolyn Christie. Sorry, I'm mixing it up with like fix that I've read. Uh Gwendolyn Christie played Captain Phasma. I knew her from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um and I knew Oscar Isaac from I feel like that movie Inside Lewin Davis came out before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I knew him from that and I and liked him very much. Ma- Ma- Machina too. I knew him from that. I think I saw Ex Machina after Star Wars. So I think I had already seen it. I think Ex Machina was 2014, 2015, something like that. It was like that year or the year before. But I didn't see it when it came out. Like, I think I saw it a year later. Also, uh, uh, Dom Hall Gleason, I didn't know of as well. Andy Serkis, I did know. Andy Mm -hmm. Serkis, of course, I knew from, yeah, who who, who played Snoke. Um, And that was kind of it. And Adam Driver, obviously. So, Mm I had heard of John Boyega from Attack uh, Attack the Block, but I had not seen Attack the Block. Um, so I knew it was a lot of new people, which was great. I think that was the right decision for them to put new faces in there. Um, yeah. When I heard they cast Adam Driver, I was very intrigued because I was like, first, I was like, how it how does Adam Sackler fit in the Star Wars universe? Like, because I only knew him from girls. So mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, I'm intrigued as hell because I absolutely loved him on girls. And secondly, I was like, how are you going to how is this man going to fit in the Star Wars universe? Like, I'm so intrigued. And I, since I thought he was a really good actor, I, I knew that whatever they were going to put him in, it would be interesting. So I was really curious. Um, He fits in so nicely. He fits in like a glove like a great mm-hmm. big thundering glove <laughs> yes. um i'm blushing i i am blushing so hard right you now. are blushing um so <laughs> i sarah i watched the trailer i remember this is one of those key moments in my life i was at an old navy with my mother <sighs> i want to say it must have been around christmas time must have been after Christmas. I think we were doing hitting up the after Christmas sales when the very first Force Awakens te- tra- teaser was released. Wait, the trailer was released like a year before it came out? Oh, yes. It was released about that. over Christmas. And then they released another one a couple months later, the one that you're talking about. Oh, but they released okay. a teaser. And I remember the moment I remember seeing on my phone the trailer had come out and I stood in a corner of the old Navy 
and watched the trailer and then watched it like three more times because I was just so excited. And your mom was like, where's Nicole? Oh, no, I was like, Nicole. mom, look, it's the Force Awakens trailer. And she was like, give me your phone. Um, so like she, she wanted to see it or she wanted yes, you to put it down. She wanted to okay. see it also. So we all had to watch it um, in at the Old Navy. <laughs> they had decent Wi-Fi, thankfully. Um, and so I was super excited. Um, when you went to see this movie, Sarah, did it live up to your expectations? It surpassed them when I, I saw it. And my mm-hmm. expectations were pretty low. Pretty low. I was like, I really just want Star Wars. That's all you need to give me. Yeah. I would say my expectations were low. I will say that every time, like each successive time I see it, it like gets worse for me. Okay. Like I I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. But much Mm -hmm. like the other movies, like I see flaws in the other movies as well. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm fine with it because I love this so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. So let's get into what's the first thing on your list? that you want to talk about. Oh, I did want to say one more thing about JJ Abrams. I know he's a controversial figure in the fandom uh, because of the rise of Skywalker. Some people really liked it. Some people really did not There are a lot of people that very, very like that, that a lot of the things they wanted to see happen. uh, They didn't care for the way the story went. And so I just want to acknowledge that Um, we won't be talking about that. I don't think today because that's really something I'd like to save for when we eventually watch that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that going into this, I I really like JJ. I like I like I liked Lost. I liked Fringe. Uh, I liked Super Eight. I was really jazzed that he was attached to direct this. I liked this new Star Trek movie that he, the first Star Trek that he had put yeah. out. Uh, I thought that was super fun and exciting. And I think JJ really excels in casting. I think mm-hmm. he's excellent at casting. Every show he's been a part of. The, the and this is included like he really started this trilogy off with a great cast mm-hmm. um it there has been there are people that believe that he's not very good at finishing a story and i think jj has also said that as well um but i do also want to point out that a lot of the stories that people are annoyed about like lost lost at a terrible ending well jj was only involved in the pilot and then after that he was out so JJ with TV shows often comes in, does the first episode or two, and then he's out. Like Fringe, I think he stayed on for the first season, but then other showrunners took over. So aside from the films that he's done, and I do think the Star Trek films kind of decreased in quality over time. I agree with that. Uh, but uh, if you're out there upset about a TV show that JJ did, he really only did the pilot, and then he moves on to something else. He likes He does like starting a story, and then moving on to something else. He's said that yeah. in interviews. Yeah. But I think he did a really fantastic job with Force Awakens. Uh, there's certainly a lot of things for us to discuss in terms of what worked or didn't work in The Rise of Skywalker. And we will leave that discussion for The Rise of Skywalker, I think. But I yes. just want to acknowledge that. And if you didn't like that movie, totally valid. And if you did like that movie, totally valid. But we're not talking about it today. Anyway, Sarah, let's get back to your list. So the film starts off with... Um, we are introduced to Poe first, I believe. Poe Dameron, that's right, yeah. Poe Dameron, Poe Dameron and uh, Laura Santeca, played by, um, this was, I think, was this the last role for, oh my God, Max von Sydow, Max von Sydow. Okay. Or Sydow, I'm not really sure, excuse yeah, me, I just so basically, directly the microphone like an uncouth asshole. So there's this, is it like a hard drive or something? Basically, it, looks it has... Like- 
bit like a thumb drive. Looks a bit like a thumb drive that you might toss some photos on. It's a mm-hmm. intergalactic thumb drive. That's what I'm going to call it. Thumb drive and has do are we okay? I don't know exactly. What I've seen this movie too many times to know. Mm-hmm. Like, are we told right from the start that it has the location of Luke Sky 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 Skywalker, or is that something we find out late, 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 later on? Not yet. At that okay. moment, they just know that there is there's some important information on there, okay. and I think. At some point in that scene, when Kylo Ren shows up, he he says he wants the map, so we know it's a map. But they okay. don't really get to the fact that it's a map leading to Luke Skywalker. I think maybe until maybe when Poe tells Finn in the Tie Fighter. Possibly, yes, you're right. It might be you're the right, first right. time he mentions yeah. it. Yeah, and then uh, Finn is like, "Oh, he's just like Skywalker. how this, of all the people for me to spring today, it's got to be this guy." Yeah. So anyway, we're introduced to Poe and that. Hard, hard drive thumb drive i'm sorry um the intergalactic and, thumb drive yes and then kylo ren and the stormtroopers descend upon the world and start to you know they actually Ky- kylo kills what's his face the man laura santeca yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the village and, and he orders and the, the stormtroopers to kill all the villagers but there is a stormtrooper who is you know he wants to break free of his He's restraints. Having a straight up panic attack during this yeah. battle, it he seems like he doesn't want to kill, kill, kill anyone. He wants to desert. Yeah. And I r- really like. I mean, the first time I saw it, and this time, it was like I love how they follow the stormtrooper, and we don't see his face because he's in the mm-hmm. the helmet. And like mm-hmm. that's, and I was like, this is the first time that in a star star. St- Star Wars film, the camera has followed like an I- individual stormtrooper because they're always just like in the background or like yeah, they're always just like the goons. They're just goons that, that can't shoot very well, and they and they're uh, man, they, they immediately. I noticed also in this movie that they really emphasize the how brittle the fucking stormtrooper armor is. It's just getting cracked open constantly. Um, but yeah, I think that the choice to follow a stormtrooper and humanize him i think that this story and there's a lot more i think we can say about this i think this story was the first time to me that it felt like they and again like i'm i haven't watched the clone wars t uh cartoon uh or tv series i it is on my uh i'm planning to watch it it is on in my queue uh so if i miss if i miss uh if i'm not paying homage to that i apologize but to me in the films this was the first film where i felt like they started to introduce sort of a gray area between like the good guys and the bad guys and the original trilogy was very clear good guys bad guys i feel like Mm -hmm. even in the prequel trilogy it's very clear it's like good guys bad guys anakin turns into a bad guy by the end right um and so to take a stormtrooper who's like this infantry person and introduce conflict like a moral conflict there where he just, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to kill. And I think that uh, again, I love the directing of the scene when the other stormtrooper touches his fore- forehead we, and we see the blood on the helmet. Not mm-hmm. only does that mark him as we know, like, okay, that's Finn. Like I'm looking yeah. at this stormtrooper that I'm following now. Um, but also it makes them human in a way yeah. that they were always just kind of like automatons yeah. under yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And, and so I really liked that as a, entry point into a character to get to know them and yeah. also just Finn is just a really fucking great character yeah. i love him 
But also to jump ahead a little bit, but stay on this top topic, he reveals to Ray late, later on that he was taken as a child, and basically this is he's like a slave, essentially in this or or organization and yeah he's the child soldier that was taken from his family yeah um yeah and uh so he and ray have a lot in common in that she was kind of sold to this junk trader guy and now she works for him in this desert planet so they actually the two of them actually have a lot in common they don't know they don't have families they don't have a lot of control over their lives at the time Mm -hmm. when we meet them yeah um but he seems to be, uh, I would say that his experiences have made him a little, uh, j- have made him more jaded than her. Yeah. She seems to be like, have still a little bit of hope, hope, whereas he doesn't. And maybe that's because she's got the hope that maybe her family will come back and rescue her yeah. at some point. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, well, while we're talking about Finn, uh, I want, and Poe, I wanted to, one of the things on my list here is the chemistry between poe and finn as characters i just love them i could watch a thousand scenes with them just their their banter like uh, john boyega has such great timing uh like comedic timing and just like he's i just i this time i always enjoy him but i felt like i really just really enjoyed john boyega so much this time watching the movie me too and i just love their chemistry and their back and forth and um i think the chemistry I, I feel like it's important for me to point out that I thought the chemistry between all of the leads, all the varying chemistry, Ray to Kylo Ren, uh, 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 Finn to Poe, Finn, Finn to Ray. Ray, like all of those little groups worked so well for me. And I think they really needed to, like the movie would not work without it. And again, like I think that that's the casting just really yeah. worked uh, because we all wanted to see uh Han Solo and we all wanted to see Princess Leia and we all wanted to see Luke Skywalker but if but the story can't continue unless we care about the the characters the that we're characters. now following and for me I really care a lot and they made me care about them really fast which was pretty impressive yeah and I think that um I remember when I was a kid and I first saw the original tri- trilogy and I remember thinking like the thing that makes this trilogy good and like something that everyone cares about is the characters and the relationships between the characters like the plot is like okay but like the like Han, Luke, Leia don't squint too hard at the plot of this movie I mean I I I don't find it as full of holes as a lot of other people do but it it is there is a lot of retelling of kind of an old narrative that's been remixed it's a remix but I don't even mean the plot of like this particular movie, but all the plots of Star Wars, it's like they're they're it's like it's like okay, it's like good, but like the characters, that's the Han, true. Yes. Luke, Leia, like the core characters, like that's why I love Star 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 right. Star Wars. And that's why I love this new trilogy is because mm-hmm. of the the char- characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, so we've got Poe and Finn and Poe gets captured by the First Order, which is mm-hmm. the new sort of empire, is the First the Order. The new empire, yeah. Um, and he is taken aboard, uh, I assume, whatever Star Destroyer Kylo Ren is on. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and Kylo Ren is kind of, so that's who Adam Driver is playing, of course. I'm 
If you're living under a rock, you may not know, but uh, Kylo Ren under a fucking rock is playing uh, Kylo Ren slash. We find out later Ben Solo. Solo. Oh my god! I my mind was blown when I I was like, "Are you so you're telling me they gave us?" I was so first. I I I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna be sputtering a lot here. Um, I was su- so surprised the tr- sort of tragic turn the story took. I was not expecting them to come in and say, all right, Han and Leia, not together. They're estranged. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. we don't know where the fuck he is. Uh, mm-hmm. Han and Leia did have a kid. He turned to the dark side and he's now going by Kylo Ren. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad that they did it, though, because the story is not. Look, we all would want I, I deep in my heart. I would have wanted a happier um, resolution for all of them. But. The story is much more interesting when there's conflict and yeah, there's start, a lot of conflict here. Off with conflict too. Like you can't like start everything off great. Like stories need conflict. Uh, and Kylo Ren is like fucking that he's strong. Like he's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like he can stop a, a bolt from a blaster and not even have to keep his hand up there. Like, yeah. like he's every like- time I had seen the force in other films generally it was like you had like somebody had have the hand up you know he's Mm -hmm. just like literally holding it there with his fucking super powerful mind Mm -hmm. um and i like it like and then i love that part where he like it's there and you kind of forget about it and then as he's walking away it's like now he doesn't need to now it's oh he's done with it and it just kind of flies into that the blaster bolt that he was holding there just kind of flies into a rock or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So Poe gets captured. Finn springs him. That's how they end up on Jakku, which is where Ray is. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would anything to say about Ray? What would you like to say about Ray? First they, I think we need to comment on the fact that they, the ship crashes and we see, we are following um, Finn. Yes. And he goes to the ship and it sinks into the sand and Poe mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found, but there's Poe's ja- jacket. And so Finn just assumes that Poe is dead. Yeah, which I think we all did. We all assumed. Yeah. And we were wrong, but we'll get to that late, late, mm-hmm. late, late, later. But Ray, so I I love the theme of Ray, like the, 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 the music. The absolutely. Me too. Love yeah. it. Um, and she seems very independent, very. Mm-hmm. Um, self-sufficient and strong mm-hmm. um and then we meet so she meets bb8 and and the droid eight was we actually met when we met poe yes he's Forgot a cute little round mention. droid yes super cute so cute him. oh my god and he has the th- th- thumb drive now he's got the galactic thumb drive which apparently Sorry. You can just put it. No, you don't. It's that's not the official name, Sarah. That's just okay. the name I came up with. But it looks like he's got a little drawer, and you could just drop that thumb drive in there, and apparently yeah. it just works. You don't have to stick it in anywhere. Drop just that. Drop it. Thumb in, drive. Drop it in the drawer, and he's good to go. He can project that map anywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, she, you know, and he, he, this little droid wants to be her friend. Um, wants to be with her i mean i i get i don't know if he wants to be her friend i think he wants to just he seems like he seems friendly i mean he could have gone off by himself but it seemed like he wanted to stay with her like she rescues him from almost being stolen i mean apparently like she's on a planet they're on a planet where 
junk uh, ship parts and droid parts are highly coveted items that you can sell for food. And By there's the a way, lot of food to go around, apparently. So, Jakku is very Tatooine-like. It and is. we begin it's, a new yeah. hope on Tatooine. So I yes. thought that was it, it, interesting how they both, you know, star started off on Tatooine-like plant, plant, plant. On a, on a desert. It, yeah. Desolate, dry. Desolate, dry, desert, kind of uh, law- lawless, a little bit lawless. There's a little bit of lawlessness. I mean, it's not. Longing a- for something bigger something. well that's the thing is that ray doesn't long for something bigger like i think she, she does inside but she wants her family like she doesn't want to leave jakku like yeah. luke skywalker in the original trilogy is very clear that he wants to leave tatooine and be mm-hmm. a pilot and ray gets thrown into this adventure but does not like she's just trying to get back home because yeah. she was wanting to wait wait for her family and i that image of her scratching all those like days into the wall of the at at also just generally i want to talk about um how much i love the way that they because so much time has passed since the original trilogy like you know 30 years or so passed mm-hmm. since the original trilogy and since wait, they can't wait. fill in no 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 hold on 77 to 87 almost four 40 years nicole sure for our time but in the time of the oh, star in the I timeline okay. because ben is born right after like ben well sorry ben is born like a year after the la- the return of the jedi man they were quick they i quick. according to the books they really they got in there they got it done um and so he's born like a year after the uh, Return of the Jedi. And so, and he is 29 when the film starts. Hmm. So it's been 30 years okay. since the, the last film in the Star Wars timeline. Um, How old is Adam Dry? How old was he in 2015? I have to know. Well, see, he's 37 now. Minus five, 32. Mm-hmm. But of course, they would have made. They spent probably two years making this film, so he would have been like thirty, so early thirties. Yeah, so very palpable to yeah to the character. Um, I, I so anyway, my I got sidetracked, but my point is, there's a lot of time that has passed, and so to let us know a bit of what's gone down since then, we see all these old star destroyers and old. There was a battle, and in fact, there's a book. Uh, I, I'll have to look up the name of it. It's uh, it's really really good. It's actually a book about. It's I think it's a YA novel, but it's like really good. But it's a Star Wars book about um, a, uh, a a romance that hap- that exists between a rebellion pilot and uh, a um, empire, like an emperor empire officer. But they didn't start out that way. It, it just that's how they end up. Anyway, um, it's about the two of them and their journeys and their journeys kind of coinciding with the original trilogy events. And like, so what happened to the regular people who experienced the the Death Star blowing up and like all yeah. that stuff? Uh, it's really good. Anyway, it ends with the Battle of Jakku. So it ends with a Star Destroyer going down on Jakku. And so I really love seeing all these old at-ats and like Star Destroyers just like laying around these empty yeah. cavities, like these reminders of this big war that happened and the fact that like even though the war happened and you think at the end of return of the jedi everything's gonna be great now like for a lot of planets like jakku like it's like it hasn't actually gotten that much better 
Yeah. You know? And then they got rid of the Empire temporarily, but now they're dealing with the First Order, right? Which is so. a lesson. And it's interesting that this movie came out in 2015 because it's kind of like in 2016, Trump was elected. Mm. And it's Evil like, never dies. Yeah. It kind of was very uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cycle of like it's well. I well, well, we can talk more about this, I guess, when we get to the the Last Jedi. But there is sort of a a viewpoint in the Last Jedi that like you know you you got you blow them up today, they blow you up tomorrow. Like it's this mm-hmm. constant back and forth between these two groups. Anyway, I just really love these like old like Ray lives in an old out at at like it's yeah. just like very cool that they have incorporated those old I, that old iconography from the, the yeah. movies. All right, what what else you got on your list? So, what comes next? Um, well, we probably should like skip ahead. You got you got so, like a couple of bullet points you want to. Um. Okay. Gen- Gen- General Hux. Yes. I want to m- m- mention him. Yes. Played by Donald Gleason. He's great. And in this movie, I mean, I guess we can't skip ahead to the third movie, but in this movie, he is bad guy, just like the. Um, number two bat bad guy, I guess. After cut, Ky- yeah, he Kylo. seems like a sort of uh, quasi Nazi zealot kind yeah. of, and I yeah. like it. I, I like that character. His acting he's very, is so great. He's great. He's super, and he's just like loving. He's reveling in his badness. Yeah. I also love that they set up, um, because this is something they had set up early on in a new hope but it didn't really continue like in a new hope vader was kind of at odds with like the other members of the empire like the other higher-ups where they would like make fun of him for being like you know a a force user or whatever and that didn't really carry on into the next movies because there wasn't really anybody left with but vader but i love this sort of push and pull between hux and kylo ren Mm -hmm. where they don't neither one of them really like each other Mm -hmm. and they're both kind of vying for who is in charge and who is being is the favorite with Snoke and you know mm-hmm. Hux is really in charge of this Star Killer base project which he uses to destroy the last remnants of the Republic the Hosnian system um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all but and Kylo is you know making fun of him for the stormtrooper like getting you know being sort of like the stormtrooper that is a traitor to them in their eyes becomes a sort of thorn in their side throughout the entire movie um anyway i love that 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 dichotomy that that the uh the conflict there between those two characters that really don't like each other but are forced to work together i like that a lot i would also like to mention the scene where a minion person comes to kylo and tells him bad news about the fact that Mm-hmm. That uh, Ray and and uh, and Finn got away with the droid. Well, he and, has several temper tantrums in this movie. Well, I would like to compare him to Darth Darth, Darth Vader, but in that particular scene, he, sure. like you said, has a a, a, tem- a temper tantrum and just like takes his lightsaber and just slashes, destroys the co- console in front of him, so that it's like this mm-hmm. complete, like it's destroyed, and um. And I was watching this with my family, and my bro- bro- brother was like, "Yeah, that's not that's not how how Darth Vader Vader would have 
done done it. I feel like Darth Vader was much more controlled. Yeah, no, Darth Vader's rage was, I mean, Darth Vader killed a lot of minions. Like mm-hmm. Darth Vader, like we don't see Kylo, Kylo's energy, it gets taken out on objects. Things. His mm-hmm. anger gets taken out on objects, whereas Darth Vader would just fucking choke you. Like mm-hmm. if he was displeased with you, like the turnover rate on the, on the, uh, on his star destroyer was real high. Yeah. He was going through admirals right and left, but yeah, Ky- uh, Kylo is more, um, yeah, I was going to, he's going to, he's going to cut up a chair. Yeah. I feel like when he's angry, Darth is more like cold and calculating and Kylo is more like, just like angsty and like, a- angry and like he's an angry emo star prince emo yeah he's very emo he's 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 so a god he's he's a beautiful emo goth prince mm-hmm. sorry can i also say something else a, please a it's a podcast <laughs> please say I, everything <laughs> i just mean like a different thing because oh, yeah. when, when we're talking about kylo i love the scene oh god i don't want to skip ahead okay the first scene between kylo and ray okay well let's i would really you know what i'd while we're talking about kylo slash ben i would really i have a question that i would like to ask you and that is why do you think kylo wears the mask i just want to talk about that because i have a lot Um, of thoughts about that i think it has to do with darth and being like being like darth and also can see 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 sealing his face and oh yeah for sure not showing his weakness because he has a very expressive face exactly that's what a i think very express and you can get to his soft he looks like a soft squishy. baby yes he looks like a soft, soft baby. baby and i just want to pet his hair i just want to so you him. can't be evil if you look like a soft baby inside no. I think so too. Yeah, I think it's all those things. I think that he obviously is idolizing Vader, which is interesting. Uh, so a little backstory on that character from the books. Uh, he, uh, Ben Solo, did not, no one knew that Darth Vader was Luke and Leia's father, except for Luke and Leia and Han and maybe Chewbacca. No one knew mm-hmm. that. Maybe Chewbacca. He, the, the whole world. I, I'm, I'm saying this is from the novels. Yeah. No one knew. The way, and they didn't tell him. He was well into his teens, I think. Um, He actually, when he, so when he was 10, that's not in this movie, but it's in the novels. He, when he is 10 years old, he's sent off to be, to train with Luke, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And in his teens, somewhere in there, when Leia is still in the Republic Senate, somebody finds out that Vader is her father and outs her to the entire Senate. So the way that he finds out that Dar- that he is related to Darth Vader is from the news, basically. Like a tweet. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like the world's worst tweet. Like his parents <laughs> don't tell him, his uncle doesn't tell him. He finds out well into his teens, uh, maybe 15, 16. I don't, I think that something like that. That would make a teen go bad. Yeah, so I but he doesn't not for years. Like I think that he I want to say, well I want to talk more about the Rise of Kylo Ren comic when we eventually get to 
the last Jedi because I feel like those should go together. Uh, but he is into well into his early twenties when he actually turns to the dark side. So he lived he, with this information for some time. Does but, he? Does he actually turn? Does he fully turn? I think that's debatable, which is what I would love to talk about. Um, but anyway. My point is, I think that it's interesting that probably when he initially discovered that he was related to Darth Vader, it was probably a really bad thing. But then maybe at some point he decided maybe this is who I am and I need to lean into it, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, not to mention the fact that it is in, in in the novels and comics. It is made clear that Snoke has been talking to him since he was a child, talking to him, telling him things, telling him things about his parents, telling him things about himself, trying to basically grooming him. Mm-hmm. like a predator would mm-hmm. and so i think that the mask is about trying to put try literally trying to put on this identity mm-hmm. like i am a bad person and i'm gonna i'm a monster and i'm gonna wear the monster's mask mm-hmm. but i do think it's also to conceal his identity because every time they look at him they see his parents yep like other people in the galaxy and also to conceal the fact that he looks like a soft baby, that you just yeah, want to pet also, his hair. Like, <laughs> when you wear a helmet, you it's like you forget that you're human. Or like when you look at someone with a helmet, it's like, are they? Do they have a bunch of small heads? Like, do they? Are they? Is their skin pur- 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 purple? Are they human or Which are they some other thing? think um yeah like what are they like under there are they like ray calls him a monster uh, Mm -hmm. a literal monster several times or a creature Mm -hmm. she calls him a monster she calls him a creature these are all things that she calls him as he's wearing that mask all right um yeah i think let's talk about that first scene between him and ray in the forest. In the forest. The forest of Takadana. So, yeah. So he comes upon her and she shoots, she starts to shoot, shoot at him and she's very scared. Yeah. She's scared. I love the juxtaposition between this scene and the last scene of yes. them together with the fight. But yes. I'm not going to get there yet. But the yes. juxtaposition. Yeah. Her, of- uh, yeah. And it, because it, again, it there's like a similar terrain because they're mm-hmm. in the woods. Mm-hmm. And also, I think a similar thing where she he's coming after her and she kind of gets the high ground by jumping mm-hmm. up over a ridge. She does the same thing in the last scene as well to mm-hmm. get away from him. Um, what else did you want to say about this confrontation? So she, at this point, they're still trying to get the map. At this point, we know that it's a map to Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And we know that Kylo Ren is like he is intent on getting this map and and apparently at the at the maybe at the uh risk of disrupting whatever mission the first order actually has like he is obviously dead set on getting this map hux does thinks that that's they just need to destroy it Mm -hmm. uh but 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 kylo wants the map and so he's chased her into the woods to, to to get the to get the droid and he tries to use his mind control mm-hmm. stuff on her and she kind of like pushes back and he's a little not is this, I don't, is this not in this scene, scene no, no. in this scene, scene okay. he just like he just di- digs right into her mind yeah okay which i would say i would also like to point out at least in the movies is not a power that we've really seen before 
Like, I think mm-hmm. it exists in the ex- the EU and, like, the comics and stuff. But, like, we've not really seen someone's mind be probed this way mm-hmm. as as we see Kylo do to both Poe and Rey. And it seems like it looks painful. Yeah, painful. But yeah, he goes and- in there and he can see that she is, she's seen the map. Yep. So he doesn't feel like he needs the droid anymore. Yeah, and he, like, makes her faint and then car- 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 yeah, carries her, her onto his ship. Yeah, I, um, I would like to point out that this among the 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 Raylo community, this scene they call it the bridal carry. It is a big scene, like so. Among people that began shipping Kylo and Rey in the Force Awakens, this was a big scene for them. Was hit like why they were they were like why why is he carrying her that way? Like it seems very there's something very like, like you should like monster in the road like romantic monster movie kind of thing about it yeah. you know where he's like carrying her he doesn't toss her like off a to a stormtrooper. yeah like a king kong type thing yeah exactly uh also sidebar there's an interview with daisy ridley where she talks about how he had to carry her up that ramp like a bunch of times and he got and it was really hard and it was really hot in that costume and he was like cursing and sweating the whole time because it because it was just miserable Carrying her up oh. and down that ramp all day long. He was cursing. Oh, that would make me feel bad if he's like. I don't think he was cursing at her. I think he was just cursing generally at how like it was. He it was exhausting apparently. Oh, um, but man. she was like, she's like, I just got to be carried around for yeah. hours, so I just enjoyed myself. <laughs> well, she seems light. Yeah, I would think she seems well compared to him. Because he's I mean, huge. she is tall. He's lo- is we've tall? already we've determined that he's large. I don't know how tall she is, but he is he's a large man. He is and they made him look as big as possible. They were like, let's take this large man and make him look as even taller. She's five seven. Okay, well that's like she's got like, you know, six inches on me, so it's like a half foot on me. I've got three inches on her. Yep, that's true. Um, okay. All right. So uh, I would also like to talk just briefly about my one of my favorite stormtroopers, which is the come at me bro stormtrooper. Who like... Which one is that? Oh, with, with Finn? With Finn, where Finn is using the lightsaber, which I was like, holy shit, someone's using the lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I like that fight a lot between him and the yeah. stormtrooper. Um, that stormtrooper yeah. is really you're right. That's come storm, at me, bro. Come at me, bro. I'm like I like, like his energy. He's he I like, like a, how he tosses a but like his shit aside and is just like I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um, and then he gets shot by Chewbacca's bowcaster. Um, I have a question for you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. This is again. I love this movie. I love it. Works for me. There's one thing that bothers me. Yeah. How does Starkiller Base work? How does it work? It sucks the the sun. It sucks, sucks the, the stars. Sun. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, ho- hold on. I don't like how they say the sun because, like, we have this. The sun is like it's in our solar yeah. system, but it's a star, so it sucks the near 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 near, near nearby star. Mm-hmm. The the science light you you know what i mean it's like it's like okay so my parents call it 
movie science, which is like science. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but it's just in, well, it's here's, in movies. Here's what I need to know. So I get that they suck the light from the star near star, and it, they use that energy to power a laser. Which I think I believe the planet has a lot of kyber crystals in it, which is kyber crystals. Excuse me, I burped again. I'm disgusting. Um, kyber crystals are used to power lightsabers. They were used to power the Death Star. And this planet has a lot of kyber crystals, apparently. So my question is, this is a planet they've built a space station into. Does Can they move the planet like, like a ship? I think they could. I think they should. I think that... Because if they can't, then when you can't. drain one star, you're pretty much done, right? Mm-hmm. Also, it's like you can only shoot your neighbors. Exactly. How... So does the planet move then? Like, how do they make the planet move i just if you know how star killer base works please tweet at us at adam and andy pod or at adam andy pod at adam andy pod how does star killer base work how do they get it to break the gra 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 gravity because if it's if it's of that solar system sun how do they bake break the bonds of exactly how do you how do you move a planet exactly like my problem my question is does the planet move I think they very they made a very clear choice not to say whether it does or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't it, like the planet is not very threatening. Just where it is, just move away from that planet. It can't reach all the way across space. It can't go into hyperspeed. So I'm just saying I'm confused how Star Killer Base works. That's my main problem. And it's not a big problem. I don't even care that much. I honestly don't. Like, I don't watch this movie and, like, I'm not bogged down by it. But every time they kill, they shoot, they destroy Hosnian Prime, I'm like, so is Hosnian Prime, like, close to them? Did they, like, did the planet go to them? Like, is it just like, oh, isn't this advantageous how close we are to Hosnian Prime? And now we've drained the star. And I guess, like, we got to move to a new planet. I just don't understand how it works. And it just, for a second. It just pops into my head every time I watch this movie. And how does Starkiller Base And also, this would have taken more than 30 years to build. Like, this infrastructure in this entire plant, plant, planet. Like, I don't understand. Well, we know the First Order has... Uh, well, first of all, we know from the Mandalorian that the Empire never really went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they do morph into the First Order. But basically they've never, they don't go, they're like the GOP. They never really go away. They just wait until they can get reelected and take everything over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I, but I don't, I believe the, star, I don't know how long Starkiller Base was under construction. Also, one more thing about this, Starkiller Base, the name. Mm-hmm. They kill that was a very dramatic pause. They kill planets, not stars. Okay, I mean, I well, they drain stars. Let me, let me hit you with this. Uh, Starkiller was the original last name of Luke Skywalker. When George Lucas was writing Star Wars, it was originally Luke Starkiller, and they he changed it to Luke Skywalker. So the name Starkiller Base is a nod to the original name of Luke Skywalker. Starkiller? That would have been horrible. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, Han Solo was going to have a green face. So you're welcome. Uh, they didn't. A lot of things didn't happen that were originally in Luke, uh, in uh, Lucas's plans. Uh, so he made some better choices, and one of them was to not name his protagonist Luke Starkiller. 
That's so funny. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, I'd like to talk about Han Solo for a second. Um, Harrison Ford, love him in this movie. He's great. His banter with Chewie is great. They really like gave us, they gave me the Han Solo that I wanted, even though he's kind of sad and like broken down a little bit. Like he's still Mm -hmm. got that spark in him. I love the scenes with him and Carrie Fisher. Again, like I'm really sad that Han and Leia didn't work out, but I kind of get it. Like I get it. It makes sense. Um, she's very driven she's driven politically he's kind of a wanderer and they had this thing that happened between them which is that their their relationship fell apart with their son and he you know turned to the dark side and and it was something that they just could not repair between the two of them um even though that you can tell they still love each other so i want to talk about his death and i want to use this to talk about something that i deeply love about first of all Watching this movie the first time, when they dropped it, they dropped the information that Kylo is actually the son of Han and Leia. I'm like, oh, wow. Holy fucking shit. Right. And then, but we don't get his name until the scene on the bridge where he Mm -hmm. yells Ben. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which if, when I, when I think about it too hard is kind of a strange thing for them to name their kid. I mean, Leia didn't really have a relationship with Ben Kenobi. Luke did. Um, but I guess a lot of people have indicated that they named, she named her son after the hope, the last hope of the rebellion, which was Ben Mm -hmm. Kenobi, which is pretty powerful. But Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got this kid who's comes from this huge legacy, right? And every, every part of his name is a legacy. Even his own first name is not his, even his first name is attached to someone else, Mm -hmm. which is pretty big, big deal. Um, what I love about Ben Solo, the character, is that, and and I think only Adam Driver could have played this, and I think we've said this over and over again on the show, is that one of the things that I love about Adam Driver is his ability to take someone that we shouldn't like. Like, he kills Han Solo. Like, he kills the character that I loved the most growing up. Han Solo was, like, my favorite character. I had a huge crush on Harrison Ford, as did most yeah. women girls Uh, attracted to men in the 1980s um he i had a huge crush on him i loved him deeply as a character and and so i should hate kylo ren i should hate him and i did i did feel very angry at him at the end of this movie obviously my feelings about him evolved as the movies went on but Adam Driver finds a way to make him sympathetic, which is something he does so well. It's like you take yeah. this character that could be the one dimensional, like, oh, he's just the villain. He's the good son gone bad or whatever. And instead, he creates this incredibly conflicted person who seems to hate himself mm-hmm. a- as much as everyone else hates him. Yeah. Or, or more, maybe. I don't know. Um, and it's the scene between him and Harrison Ford on the bridge is like a real highlight of this movie i think and again it's not about you a low light no i mean it's just so sad it's just so upsetting it's like yes it's like the low light of the movie like because it's so sad it's like i think it's the lowest point for that character for sure yeah for both ben and han solo that is the lowest point for both of them obviously it's the last point for (laughs) when he falls off oh god that the the 
the touching at his fa- touching his face. Oh my god! It's like and you can tell it breaks Ben's heart. I know. Just- and I think, I do you think he was? Do you think there was a moment where he was going to go walk away with his father and leave? Do you think there was a moment, or was it always just? I watched it very carefully today, and. I don't have a clear a- 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 answer on that. I I couldn't decide if if that was if he always planned to kill him or if that was a spur of the moment um, thing or if he was told. I think he might have been told to kill him. I think he was told to kill him by Snoke. I think that was definitely because so, um, that like that. I think that's something that would have been part of his path mm-hmm. to becoming a Sith, which. Honestly, I don't think he ever does. Like if I look at all three movies, like, yes, he's on the dark side but he never fully turns he mm-hmm. never fully loses all of the light inside of him mm-hmm. so he never fully becomes a sith we never see him transition to that so i think this was part of that path that he was supposed to be on but yeah. i do think that there is a moment where it seems like i think he was contemplating letting like going home and just giving it all up i think there was a moment but it wasn't it wasn't it d- wasn't deep enough in him. This was like, I wanted to say like the lowest low point for him. Yeah. That's something Adam driver in, in so these films, at least good at these complex characters that I really, I, I really like he was doing both. He was doing it yeah, at the he same was. time. The, I know his face is so expressive and so like detailed um, and nuanced. It's just like, incorrect it was all uh, just a torrent of emotions and harrison ford's face in that scene too was just heartbreaking just his his horror and his love of his son even though his son just killed him (laughs) like but yeah it's like you would you would you would put that hand up and touch them one last time i feel like you would you know as a parent like (laughs) i think he knows that deep down his son loves him that's so horrible i know and i'm glad that we get some resolution to that later like again this is one of the things uh we'll wait to talk about that when we talk yeah. about rise of skywalker but i'm glad that we didn't leave it there because if this is the last time i saw han solo i would have been real real rough uh it was rough in the theater to watch i was very upset about this yeah. um but yeah adam driver really knocks it out of the park here i think i didn't want to interrupt you a before we went on this this story with uh with Han and and Ben, but um, the scene between Ray and Kylo where he has kidnapped her and brought her into yes the th- I th- that's my f- my favorite scene in this film just because she really it's like wow she has actual pow- pow- power and can kind of fight oh, back yes absolutely I think that. I, and I, I didn't mean to skip over that scene. I think I did because maybe it's it's listed one of my moments of thirst. Um, oh, sorry. No, let's talk about it because we can come back to that. Um, I think it is one of the best scenes in the, the movie as well. Like the last like 30 minutes of the movie is just like really so good. Uh, but yeah, so Ray gets captured, which we mentioned, and then there he's interrogating her. And this is, I thought it was crazy when I saw this movie. I was like, so we're really never going to see Adam Driver's face. I was like, we're like his fucking helmet is going to be on the whole time. And I think that there was a scene where they did see, you did see his face sooner. I think it's when they're talking about Hos- uh, the turning on the Star Killer base and destroying Hosnian Prime. But they actually digitally put in the helmet because they decided to hold off until 
this moment to reveal his face. And I think it was the right choice to wait yeah. until just now. And then and then you see his very expressive ba- baby baby face. He's a bit ba- like I love it's just so perfect the way she calls him a creature in a mask and he takes off the mask and you're like, whoa, look at that. He's beautiful. He's a fucking Disney prince. He's so beautiful. His hair is like perfectly quaffed and like his face his is face. like he's just and like the, and the high the high oh, neck like like the highlights his I know his jaw I know yes. I know I know Nicole is having a moment <laughs> I'm having a moment my body is tingling oh my god um, so but the look on her face where you can just tell she's like oh oh he's Ooh. hot oops I know <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he is not a creature um yeah so but there she is still hates him yeah she's like course. i hate you but i hate you but god you're hot um yeah. but yeah i love this scene because so later in the in the course through the course of the films we discovered that they have a very special connection there's something really special about their relationship in the force mm-hmm. and this is a moment where he tries to again invade her mind and she is not only able to resist him, but also able to do it back to him without any training. And I think it's because there's something in this moment, this this collision of them, in my mind, can, can, canonically in my mind, that this collision between the two of them is what unlocks her abilities. Mm-hmm. Because the two of them are like a two halves of the same soul or their soulmates and so to have them unlock this mm-hmm. thing that at the moment they're on very opposite sides we see this journey from ben being at his darkest to ultimately we'll see him turn towards the light and ray sort of ter- starting very innocent and then sort of maturing and even like mm-hmm. you know f- you know flirting with the darkness at some point her own darkness as well um and so we kind of see this moment where the they're at their two most polar opposites and she's able to see into his mind and expo- mm-hmm. expose his vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very scary to him mm-hmm. to have someone able to do that, to, to see inside his mind. Mm-hmm. Although I'm, sn- I'm sure it always sn- is very scary when you meet your soulmate. Oh yeah. Um, and again, like I didn't really get to this before, but one of the things I love about this character again, Ben Solo is that, And I think that sometimes people and everybody can take whatever they want from this. Like, I'm not saying you can't, but I feel like there's a tendency to either oversimplify, like say that, oh, he's good and he's done bad things, but it's and and to pass off those things and just say, yeah, but he ultimately he's good or he's a bad guy. He's a villain and he's neither one of those things. Like, I think in the end, he chooses love which we'll get to when we get to that movie. But you can't ignore in the first scene of the film, they slaughter a whole village of people, innocent people. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's good and bad. Mm -hmm. He's both. Yep. Based on the choices that he makes. And yes, he was pushed, pushed into those choices in certain ways, but he made, he made the choice. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker was also pushed to make choices. Now he wasn't groomed in the same way. Like they, like Ben was very 
clearly attacked for various strategic reasons from the time he was a baby, but um, he's good and bad. And that's what makes him interesting Mm -hmm. is watching him struggle with that and try to decide who he's really going to be. That's what makes him interesting is that he has both of those things inside of him. I think we all love good, bad boys, Mm, especially with hair and lips like that. Am I right? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. What else you got on your list? So, I can we? I mean, should we just talk about the last fight scene? Yes, please. Can we? Because that was one of the highlights of my life. Was that lightsaber duel? Oh my I'm not, god! I'm shit. You not. So I think we should start with the Finn mm-hmm. Ky- Ky- Kylo because that's kind of like the first thing that ha- 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 happens. So yeah. Finn, I would say that if I had a moment. If I had my three moments of thirst for Finn, one of the moments of thirst would be Finn. Oh, uh, when he lights lightsaber. that lightsaber. By the way, have you ever seen the video of of John Boyega watching the trailer for the first time? Yes. Oh God, it's so delightful. It. The way yes. he like cheers when he they, they you see his lightsaber, and everybody in the room yes. is like, <gasps> so good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like moistening my lips as I talk to you. Um, so I love, you know, that, that fight because you see like Finn is just so like excited to fight, not excited, like happy, excited, but like he's so like, like, he really is. They're pissed. Yes. They just watched him kill Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Chewbacca shot him with the bowcaster. Did Chewie miss on purpose? We've seen him fucking mur- mowing down stormtroopers with that thing that's true it he was a long shot- way away it was a long yeah, way yeah but he could have shot him in the head i think why did we miss we okay if you i think he you- was angry and he shot him with the bowcaster on purpose but i think I, I i don't know again canonically in my head i think he chose to shoot him in a non-lethal place Listeners, if you know why the fuck Chewie would do something like that, why why he would miss because he because he but that because he held that little baby in his arms, like we we don't you don't think about that because they don't talk about it too much in the movies, but but he that he's basically like an uncle to him, like he in the books he does call him uncle i think that's true um, i was just thinking about han and how t- close chewy is with han but i did oh yeah which is why he shot me. him but i think he made a choice not to shoot him in a okay. lethal place listeners I think he please do not killed tweet him. us at, about that please no sure please i'm just kidding no i'm just <laughs> saying like what's your opinion on that do you think he missed on purpose tweeted us yeah. at adam andy pod i think chewy missed on purpose but i think he was very upset and you you don't piss off a wookie so he will shoot you mm-hmm but he'll shoot you in the leg if well, he, he shot him lo- in the. He actually shot him in the you. torso. Oh, that's in the side. Bad. Yeah. So it could have. He could have. He could have died. He could have got. He got fucked up, for sure. So, so the so the fight between Finn and so and Kylo. Kylo gets Finn like he like gets him a few times and like slash, slashes up his back and incapacitates. It's Finn. It's not a long fight. Uh, yeah. I mean, Finn. Finn really holds his own against somebody who has been very well trained. Trained for decades, probably. Yeah, um, since he was a child. Yeah, so Finn is down, and then and of course we'll Kylo see... is 
bleeding, so he's probably not at full capacity. But yeah, he's still and, and he's very showy offy. Like, he's so showy offy. Like, oh, where he, he's like, using the pain. His, well, because yeah. the dark side thrives on pain for its power. So he's like, you know, I imagine in in my head, it's just him drawing upon that pain to. Gosh, to my fuel side hurts power. now. I just like punched myself in the side. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> but yeah, the way he's, it's like there's something. I, very animalistic about it what's you so, know? Fu- so funny about that like where he pump punches himself is i imagine we're talking about kylo like, punching himself kylo. his own wound his own to wound. like so feel the pain as he's you am know. i picturing that something is something that a- adam driver the person would actually do like don't you think that's not, that seems like something uh, he it would seems actually like an do? acting choice yeah Although no, I don't, I don't mean the acting choice. Oh. I mean like Adam Driver as a person. It just seems I don't know like maybe. I mean he's very. It seems very intense. intense. Yeah, it's very intense. It's definitely. Although we do see the blood dripping on the you know snow, so I definitely think mm-hmm. that was a planned so shot. So I of love that. this moment when he he sees. Uh, so wait, so Finn's- he seems kind of fucking crazy. Honestly, mm-hmm. like he after he kills Han Solo, he becomes a little unhinged for a minute there. So Finn's lightsaber lands in the snow or something like that, which well, is actually well. We didn't Luke's really bring this up because lightsaber. I think everybody who's seen this movie probably knows this already. But that lightsaber actually is Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, and right. Luke's. It was the lightsaber that Luke was using in Empire when his hand got cut off. Actually, I on uh, funny enough, I'm actually reading a comic right now that takes place in between. Je- uh, uh, New Hope and Empire or no Empire and Jedi where Luke and Lando go back to Cloud City to try to retrieve his lightsaber which he does not he is, does not find so the lightsaber is in the snow and, and Ben and Ben wants it because that's it. Anakin's Sky, Skywalker's lightsaber and then yeah. flies past him and Rey catches it and it's when like I tell you, wah, wah, wah. when I tell you I love the way he's so saucy about it too. He like puts his lightsaber away. Like now I'm just going to get this thing. This he's pro- he, this lightsaber that belonged to his grandfather. Right. And he's like, you know, holding out his hand to call the lightsaber to him and he can't get it. And you can see him get a little frustrated with it. I tell you when I tell you that that when that lightsaber hits Ray's palm in the movie theater, I cried. I cried because all I wanted I love Princess Leia. She's amazing. She's incredible. All I wanted when I was a kid was a hero like that. Someone mm-hmm. who looked like someone, a, 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 a female hero that could, that could hold their own against the worst bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love Ray for her ingenuity, for her intelligence, for her independence, for her strength and this lightsaber fight is in my top five favorite lightsaber yeah. fights i cried watching her fight him in the movie theater because i was like oh my god this is something i really desperately wanted and i never thought i'd yeah. get to see no i mean that's something that i didn't mention at the start of this but for me when i first heard about it and saw the trailer i was so excited that the protagonist was female like that was something that was really well, we didn't know exciting who to me the we didn't know who like i feel like there's a lot of stories we're following here but i don't think we knew how important her story was until we saw the movie because well, i had heard about about it. i had heard that she was that the she I'd was read a bit one about of the many protagonists like her and finn and 
Kylo Ren were all kind of like they they never said who the movie was about. And it was something they 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 were all listed as being the stars of the movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't really say and you didn't like we saw uh, posters with Finn holding the lightsaber, but you never saw they really held off on Daisy holding the lightsaber. Hmm. You didn't see her hold the lightsaber until after the movie came out. Okay. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I swear to you. Okay. Well, I didn't see her with a, a light, a lightsaber, but I got the impression that she was like the main care, care, character, like more so than, like she was like the Luke Skywalker of these. Films. I don't think that may I that that I don't think that was indicated in any of the press. Um, I think they deliberately held off on that until the movie came out. Okay. And I do think that the story isn't just about her; it's about also about Kylo Ren, and it's also about Finn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Poe is much more. Uh, his storyline is a lot more he's more of a supporting character in this movie. He becomes a little bit more in the forefront in the second movie. Yeah. But But I would say that Finn, Finn's journey and Kylo Ren and Ray are the main characters of this film. Yeah. But yeah, she's our, she's our Luke Skywalker, but they did not indicate anything of the sort in the press. They kept that to themselves. Um, But yeah, this fight was just like, it was so intense and she just got more and more, angry and intense and she ended up um well what happens is she's losing like he's chasing her through the woods and at some point he offers to teach her Mm -hmm. and he says that the edge of a cliff yeah he's backing back so let me ask you this do you think he is trying to kill her or not not i don't think so either because the way he was able to to say to, to take Finn out so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think I think that he is I don't think he was trying to kill her. Um I think he's intrigued by her. Oh yeah, for Especially sure. Especially that look on his face when the lightsaber flies into her hand and he's like, oh shit, here we go. With his and he's yeah. like, I, I don't think he had any I don't think he was trying to kill her. But no. um he offers to teach her and then when he mentions the force, that's when she takes a few deep cleansing breaths as we all must at one time when battling ourselves and our enemies. And she, that's when she goes after him. And I love how feral she is where she's just like, like she has, he's all about his moves are very ballet like, like he's very, you can see how he's very trained and Mm -hmm. she's just like hacking at him with the lightsaber. Yeah. So I love that moment too, where they take that pause and they go back and forth between the two of them. And he's like, Mm-hmm. Like his face is like, grr, grr. And she's just like, serenity. Zen. Yeah. Like just Zen. Yeah. And that is, you know, that is the, the, the thing about the light side is it is very Zen, very Buddhist and mm-hmm. um, about mindfulness and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. the Sith is about manipulation and anger yes but also what they draw from is passion and anger Mm -hmm. and those are things that are not so you know again i like i like to see a a more gray view of what the force should be but in this but yeah in the in the dichotomy of this story it's the sith rely or the dark side relies on anger and passion and and all that stuff and in fact, mm-hmm. I think the way they describe it in the prequels is that 
on the uh, dark side force users are selfish. They think about themselves. That's how the Jedi view that anyway. And the Jedi think about others. It's outward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's how the Jedi describe it in any case. So, yeah. And that's the turn where she starts to win and she gets him like in the leg and she like eventually like slashes up his face. She cuts his face in half. And he just looks at her like, I I can't believe it. And then there's like this giant chasm. chasm. So they've blown up Starkiller base. Poe, well, Han Solo and um, Chewie were, they they all set charges to blow it up part of it. And then the the resistance pilots blew up the rest of the base. And so the base, the planet is coming apart. And so um, at the end of their fight, they liter- the, the, the planet literally splits into two where there's him on one side and her on the other side, which I know it's a really kind of beat you over the head with it kind of image, but I eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially knowing what we know about them later, which is that they are a, a dyad, right? They're, yeah. they're bought bonded by the force they're soulmates and so at this point they're the that 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 bond is broken in half and i also just love the image of her scarring his beautiful face like he mm-hmm. had to wear the mask because he doesn't look like a monster but he wants mm-hmm. to be a monster or he wants mm-hmm. to accept what he thinks about himself which is that he's a monster and she gives him th- something that makes him look like a monster like now mm-hmm. you look as fucked up as you are inside yeah you know yeah and that's pretty fucking cool yeah uh so we've been talking for some time final thoughts i enjoy this movie um i i do love the star 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 wars uh you universe and i have since i was a kid Mm -hmm. um i will say that the fact that this movie is um, the characters, um, the fact that the the main character is a, a, a the main I guess good like here the hero is fee 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 email. I think that was a big d- d- deal for me when it first came out, and Same. Um, it still is because I rem- remember being eight years old and seeing A New Hope in theaters. And coming home and being like, I want to like play pretend that I'm like a Jedi and stuff. But I was like, wait, but I can only be Leia because I was thinking like, although Leia's who- fucking great, kick ass for the time period that she was in. She's yeah. like a general. She's like orchestrating the strategy of everything. But yeah, she's but not like, a Jedi. She's a, a Jedi. Eight year old. I know. I get you. I get you. I get you. You're like, I don't want to play the general ordering people. That sounds dumb. I get it. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, fine, fine. I wanted to be fine, in there with the lightsaber. Uh-huh. Final thoughts. I like it. I will wa- watch it again and again. I mean, it's not like an amazing work of art, but it is a re- really enjoyable and it is a, lo- a lot better than the prequels. Right. So now some of the people listening to the show might really love the prequels and that's awesome. Uh, I know that uh, I think it's uh, the people for people that grew up with the prequels. That's their shit. And you should love the shit that you love. Um, I, uh, I grew up with the original trilogy. I've, I think, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I have uh, in time now through 
watching all these movies and all this stuff together and reading some the books and stuff, I have come to also appreciate the prequels in a way that I did not at the time when they came out. I didn't like them very much. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of good stuff there. And so, and I know for a lot of people, the prequels are their, that's their like thing that they really, uh, well, yeah, that's love. fine. I just like, for me, it's, it's but yeah, not. for you, it's not. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this movie. I, when I, it gave me all the things that I wanted in a Star Wars film. It kicked off years of more Star Wars content. It get, introduced me to these characters that I just love so much. Um, Ray was the hero that I wanted when I was a kid. And I just, I'm so glad that we got to have her. I love Finn. I love Poe. I think that they did an excellent job of incorporating the new characters with the old characters and also not letting the original trilogy characters like overshadow the story mm-hmm. of the new characters. I, I, I really feel like, yes, there's a little bit of retreading, not a little bit. There's a lot of retreading old mm-hmm. uh, plots here, but, but, they're given to me, they served up to me in a new, fresh way mm-hmm. um, with characters and remixing and kind of calling back to things. So I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I know some people did. Um, I don't. Uh, I really love this movie a lot. And I, it, every time I watch it, I enjoy it. And that fucking lightsaber fight, just like, mm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. love it so much. Really good. Um, moments of thirst? Yes. I have... I'm going to try to narrow it down. I have five moments of thirst. Okay. Whose turn is it to go first? You can go first. Okay. I, for my, the, okay, this is going to sound absurd, but the first moment of thirst I would like to acknowledge is just the way that he, the Adam driver walks in this movie, like his whole movement, his body movement. It's like he lumbers. And there's something about it. Not only does he lumber, but like they, the sound effects department was like, let's make sure that every time he steps, it sounds like a fucking block of iron is landing somewhere. Like they were just like, let's make him sound huge and heavy. And I love it. And I just, his, his body, his body movement is so unique to the character and we don't get to see his face for so long that, um, that, I think it's really important that we have that. And he does. He seems like kind of this like lanky, like lumbering emo prince. And I just love it. So that's number one. Number two is the interrogation scene. Uh, It's like one of the hottest things I've ever seen, especially when he takes the helmet off and you see his beautiful, beautiful face and his beautiful hair. I did put out hair as also like I put down hair, all caps, with exclamation points because yeah. his hair is just like, I know we talk about his hair all the time, but like, why is it so goddamn beautiful? Um, number three on my list, the way that he can, the way they can use the force so easily with not ha- without having to put the hand up. Like, yeah. I know he does do the hand thing, but like he can literally just be like, I'm going to hold this laser bolt for like an hour, bitches. And there's something super hot about that. Um, he also does that later in the woods when he, when she's shooting at him and mm-hmm. he holds her arm. And I, you know, like, obviously I'm not, I understand there's a lot of, you know, he kidnaps her and all that, blah, blah, blah. I get, I get that. But I, I'm not saying that that's hot to be kidnapped. Um, but there's just something about how strong he is. Strong. Like, 
Um, and then the lightsaber fight. I just think he's super hot during that lightsaber fight. I like how he looks like a wild animal and his face is all sweaty. And and uh, and I love his like acrobatics, like all his little spins and twirls. And when he's twirling, like, he's such he's so he's such a show off. And I love it. And I just imagine him, how much work he put into that and how much training he did to like achieve what is such a beautiful fight. Like both of those actors just like yeah. worked so hard to make that lightsaber fight well all three of them because they all were in yeah. that scene but they worked yeah. so hard at that and it just shows because it's like so exciting and fun but uh, filled with emotion like it's not action for action's sake you know um so that's those are my moments of thirst i think it's it's funny um i mean not funny like weird but like i think it's cute how your 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 moments of thirst are always like themes or like <laughs> they're like just like blocks of things and mine yeah. are always like very specific yeah. moments mm-hmm. um so i have three very specific moments mm-hmm. um when he the first scene in the woods when he holds up his lightsaber to her face and it's like really close and he says yeah where's the droid yes because he's so fucking powerful yes yes um the Your next thing- giant your giant throbbing lightsabers right next to my face. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, I'm blushing again. When he, in the interrogation scene, when he takes off the helmet. And oh it's my God. Like, it's just like, I could just watch that on a loop. And he's like, I know. And he's like, do I look like a monster now? <laughs> like, look at my just, beautiful skin. It's just like, pink and like he's wet. such a soft baby oh my god yes um I love it. also the third moment of thirst is when ray at the the last fight between him and ray when she you know let let lights up her saber and he does twirls the little, like, i know the it and it turns on. oh god yes i agree a thousand percent oh my god yes what's so funny is that's like a ccgi effect like but it's the, but the, the way the light, he's the way he like flips it i know Ugh, it's just so good um god i might watch this again in my bed after this recording um okay wow i really enjoyed talking about this movie with you i th- would like to think we can make this a tradition of watching a star wars because I, I, I don't want to watch too many of these back to back i mean i do sorry i mean i do but i don't want to like i it feels right to watch them around christmas time i don't know what okay. do you think like we make it a date to watch it on christmas we'll watch the last jedi next christmas okay what do you think because that's when that they came out good. as you would imagine i'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom but i can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy adam and andy trivia Adam or Andy, I have one. I have one thing. Adam or Andy, a trivia contest for one. I'm very excited. What 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 do we got this week? This one one thing. Okay, I'm excited. He is rumored to have hooked up with Natalie Portman. Uh well, let's see. Andy is older by like ten years, so I'm gonna go with Andy. That's your re re, re reasoning because he's old 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 older. Well, I don't know that Adam Driver and Natalie Portman have been in any movies together, but I don't know that 
Andy Samberg has been in any movies with, but also Adam and Joanne and his wife, Joanne have been together since they were in college, like since before he was famous. So I didn't say when this ha- happened. I just said it. Ha ha ha. I know. I I'm, I believe in love. So I'm going to go with Andy Samberg. You're correct. Yes. Andy Samberg is. Because I, I want to believe that Andy Joanne Portman. and Adam are just so in love. They would never touch anyone else or even think about it. In their entire lives, no. Um, Yes, so this is rumored to have happened when Andy and Natalie did the Natalie raps on SNL. On SNL, the first one. Mm -hmm. Because there's two, right? 2006. Okay, okay. Wait, and when did he get married? 2013. Okay, yeah, then that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ew, wow. Go Andy. Mm Mm-hmm. Good for you, bro. She's she's hot. You're I mean, hot. it might not have happened, but this is that's why I said it's a rumor. Rumored. Oh, I, okay. Two two hot people just sparking. That's good for mm-hmm. them. You know. Yeah, the place where I found this was like in 2006. Nat 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 Nat, Nat Adley was having like a mid twenties cri- cri- crisis where she was hooking up with lots of lots of guys, and I was just like. That's so why I say it like that. No, let her date if she wants to date or do whatever. She doesn't have to date. Let her just like, God, let her let the woman live her life. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. (laughs) Okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Um, okay. Are you ready to, um, spin the wheel? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. All right, so let me share my screen. Well, actually, let me get to the right screen first. Okay, so it is an Andy day. So we're going to be spinning the wheel. So Sarah and I had a conversation off mic, which was we're starting to run out of Andy films. Um, not that he has, hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but he has. But it's like he'll be in like a movie, but he's like a side character. And we're like, do we want to watch a whole movie just for like a couple, one or two scenes with Andy? I don't know. Um, so we decided that we are going to, well, we're, we're going to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like we've got to. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. So we got to do that. Um, but we decided that it made more sense to us to add the like last three big things on now we know he's in hotel transylvania we know that he's in like there's a chip movie i've seen it my kids have watched it but we're not interested in watching hotel transylvania like i've seen it it's great but it doesn't make me thirsty as it should not so we're just gonna put the last couple big things on the on the wheel here and then we're probably going to begin watching uh Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, I don't know, like four episodes at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're going to watch this stuff, and then we'll start into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then when an Andy movie comes out, we'll watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the moment, we have Tour de Pharmacy, Lonely Island Shorts Volume 1, because I figure we'll be able to watch a couple of those. Uh, Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Never, never Stop, stop never, never Stopping. Never I'm never going to say that right. All right, so let's see what we're going to watch next. Spinning the wheel. And it is going to be Tour de Pharmacy. So Tour de Pharmacy, which I believe. Well, actually, let me go ahead and look that up. I think that is the other. um, It's kind of like the seven days in hell. Same Mm -hmm. 
writer director. Okay, so a mockumentary that co- uh, chronicles the prevalence of doping in the world of professional cycling, starring Andy Samberg, Orlando Bloom, Freddie, and Freddie Highmore. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, so we've got a little Orlando Bloom in there. So that's what we'll be watching next. Nice. Um, all right, so before we go, a couple things I wanted to plug. Uh, one of the things we really enjoy about this show, besides watching all these wonderful films, is chatting with you on social media. So uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, so please come talk to us. Tell us about uh, your thoughts and feelings about The Force Awakens. Um, we love to hear from you. Um, also, I'd really quickly like to plug the Critical Crop Top YouTube channel. Critical Crop Top uh, Media produces this podcast as well as the Feminine Mistake podcast. We also do a bunch of comedy. Sh- we have uh, do a bunch of sketch comedy, short films, uh, web series, and um, you can also uh, watch the vidcast of this podcast on our YouTube channel. So find Critical Crop Top on YouTube where you can enjoy uh, the vidcast of this podcast as well as the other podcasts we do. And Sarah, pretty soon we're going to start releasing those sketches that we shot on zoom. So excited. We're going to be, we're going to be releasing the uh, critical crop top sketch comedy web show. Um, And uh, so that is going to be coming out January ish. I don't know. I'm still editing it. It's going to be happening soon, but we also have a bunch of other sketches uh, uh, from our, live shows that we release weekly. Um, so there's new content coming out all the time. So come check us out. So that's critical crop top on YouTube and that's it. Uh, Sarah, do you, are you going to follow this up with the, uh, the last Jedi? You're going to, going to have to watch the next one after this. I think I'm going to have to, I can't wait till next cr- cr- Christmas. Oh, you know, I can't, you know, I've already, you know, I watched, I cycle through all the Star Wars movies, like every couple of months, I got to watch them all again. So yeah, I, I actually watched the trailer for Last Jedi after this. Like I watched this, then I watched the trailer for Force Awakens, then I watched the trailer for Last Jedi and I was like, oh God, that moment at the end when she's like, have you watched the trailer in a while? Mm-mm. Okay, well, the the trailer ends. First of all, I was like very interested in like everything going on, but at the very end in the trailer uh you have they cut it together from two different parts of the movie but you have ray saying i need someone to show me my place and all this and then they cut to kylo ren and he's got his hand out like join me like mm-hmm. that scene on the on the supremacy and i remember just like chris and i just like screaming at the end we were like what does this mean what does this mean um so i might i might have to go curl up in bed and Watch it right now. Wow. Uh, Sarah, fuck 2020. Fuck it. Next time we record this show, it'll be 2021. So let's hope for better times. Yes. Wow. But you, but you know what, Sarah? Thank you for helping me get through this horrible bullshit year. Uh, I love doing the show with you. So thank no, you. I love it so much. Thank you. I deeply love you. I deeply love you too. Um, so listeners, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next year. See you in 2021.